This is Game Boy Light presents Saturday Morning Wrestling. Welcome fans with all 32,000 of you in attendance tonight in the Game Dome. Today's episode is action-packed and will not be disappointing. Before we get into it, let's hear a word from our sponsor. <clears throat> oh, hello. Uh, this is Belthick, uh, just giving you an update recently, what I've been up to. Uh, a lot of retail wow. Lots of retail wow. A little bit of Minecraft, some modded Feed the Beast server. Played that for about a couple hours and got bored. A lot of TV, though. Started watching the uh, Last Dance, the Michael Jordan documentary. Pretty good. Pretty good. Also started watching American Dad again. Um, outside of that, I've been watching a lot of TV. Yeah. So, anyway, stay safe, stay healthy. Back to you, Tony. <laughs> I would like to thank our sponsor for that uh, life update, I guess. <laughs> Let's get down to business. Tonight's matches, we have How Wrestling, Ring Rage, WCW Main Event, WWF King of the Ring, WWF Superstars, WWF Superstars 2, the rematch, WWF Raw, and WWF War Zone. It's a non-stop, gut-wrenching, action-packed episode of This is Game Boy Light. Here comes the opening match. Take it away, Belthick. All right. First up, we got How Wrestling. Uh, came out December 1990. Developed by Human Enter Human Entertainment and published by, well, How Labs. If you don't know who How is, uh, they made Kirby. That's all you really got to know about him. <laughs> um, in, ja in Japan, this game is called Pro Wrestling. Uh, it's a very, very basic wrestling game. You have eight, eight wrestlers to choose from, and they're all fictional wrestlers. Um, and you can do either a one-on-one -on -one match, or you can do like a four-on-four -four match for some thunderous action. Um, it's kind of like an elimination match. If you've ever watched, um, um, Survivor Series... Uh, with WWE, they have like a six-man tag team match at the end, and like if a person gets pinned, they got to go back, and it's like five on six or whatever. It's like it's like it's it's like it's very similar to that. Um, while in the game though, you press A to pin, B to match. The controls are super super basic, and they're actually pretty fluid for the most part. Uh, one cool thing about this game is that every wrestler has a unique move set, um, and for this being the first wrestling game to come out for the Game Boy, um, it's going to put a lot of the 
future wrestling games to shame because of that feature. Uh, my go-to during my playthrough, I played it with as the Joker uh, because he had the torture rack made famous by Lex Luger. Um, this game was actually fairly tough. Uh, I would say this is probably the third hardest wrestling game in the bunch. Um, there is no difficulty to choose from. This is a game where you have to play to get good and... Uh, if you don't get good, you, you don't quote-unquote beat the game. Um, it took me about an hour or so to complete this. Uh, I was just getting rolled by the AI for like the first 20 minutes because I just I couldn't keep up with them at all. Uh, it, it is actually a tough game to first dive into. Um, going into the box art a little bit, it's nothing special. The U.S. version is the better of the two. Uh, the U.S. version has some big muscly guy in tights lifting a masked muscly guy in the ring. The Japanese cover looks like it was made by a five-year-old. It has three wrestlers plus a referee that are exceptionally poorly drawn. And a guy with green hair doing a dropkick that looks like he's about to knock someone's face off. <sighs> the agony. Back to you, Tony. <laughs> what a match. You couldn't have asked for a better opener. If this is the bar right now, these other matches are only going to be more amazing. What's this? Ring Rage coming down early with the posse. By God, he's got a chair with him. Alright, so Ring Rage. Uh, this game came out pretty late in the Game Boy life cycle. Uh, April of 1998. Uh, developed by Taito and published by Nasume. Uh, Nasume is came out with some pretty amazing uh, games. Amazing Penguin. Uh, however, this game is brutally difficult. Um, this is the hardest wrestling game that uh, you will you will play for the Game Boy uh, maybe ever in your life. Uh, this game will chew you up, spit you out, and beat you with every chair that it can find. Um, first off, the game is super awkward to control. Uh, it, it does the angle of you're right above the top rope looking in. So it's a little bit of an isometric view. Um, however, when you press the D pad to control your character, it doesn't really follow how you think it's going to follow. Uh, Marble Madness does the controls perfectly. This feels like it's almost like not reversed, but it's, it's not calibrated correctly um on top of that the graphics are pre-rendered so it tried to make everything look super realistic but in return everything just looks like a big glob of poop um but honestly the biggest flaw to this game is just the controls in general uh it's a to kick b to grapple a plus b to pin like we have a select button for Pete's sake on the Game Boy. Use it for something. Use select to pin. Why do we have to do button combinations all the time when select is never used for anything? Gah. Uh, holding B plus up or down lets you roll around, which you'll be doing a ton of. Uh, you have three modes in this game. You have a tournament mode, a uh, one-player match, and then a two-player match. Two-player batch means you can hook up a game link and uh, 
play against a friend if uh, you had a friend unfortunate enough to own this game. Um, you want to deplete your enemy's energy bar before you pin them. Otherwise, they're just going to kick out. Even if they have a butt hair of energy bar left, they'll somehow kick out because it's the computer. Uh, when I played this game, I played as Yasha. Uh, he's a Japanese karate fighter. Uh, he had a super kick, and I, I like Shawn Michaels. So, kind of a no-brainer for me. <laughs> um, the box art, again, sucks kind of hard. Uh, the U.S. is probably the better of the two. Uh, it has four people flexing over a wrestling ring. They're just, like, flexing their biceps. The JP version has... It's an all-white background with this red avatar in the middle, like, flexing. And in circles around the avatar, it says Ring Rage. And that's, that's it. I mean, it's simple. Uh, I do prefer the flexing of the, uh, <laughs> of the people over the ring. But... Um, that's it for Ring Rage. It's incredibly, incredibly difficult. It's a base. It's a it's a basic control game, but it is brutally hard. The AI is hard. The controls suck. It's just not a fun game to play. Uh, just leave it to Taito, I guess. Too bad Nasumi had to publish it. Anyway, Tony, back to you. Ugh. What an excruciating match we just saw. Ring Rage came to play tonight, as we just saw. But that's not all we have. More action coming your way after this break. And we're back. Tonight has started with a hell of a bang, but it's about to get a lot louder in here. Wait, what's that in the rafters? Some sort of black creature. They're holding something. It's Sting! Sting has entered the arena! That's right. WCW made a Game Boy game, and boy was it a game. WCW, the main event, came out February of 1994, developed, developed by Beam and published by FCI. You should all know FCI because it's that weird eyeball logo. Uh, what can I say about this game? It's the only WCW game to come to Game Boy. Um, it, it brought it all. One megabyte of memory, nine wrestlers, 20 wrestling moves, each, res each wrestler having their own signature move. Big excitement, big choices in a small container. Uh, this game came with one game mode. You heard me right. <laughs> one game mode, and it was a versus mode. And you can either choose between a timed match or a number, number of falls matches, which is typically one of one fall or three fall match. Um... This game, however, did in, did introduce difficulty selection and match lengths. Um, so you could choose, you know, three different difficulties, and you can choose between no limit, five, ten, or fifteen minutes, or something like that. Um, however, this game is just stupidly easy. Um, once you choose your rules, so your if you're doing a timed match or a number of falls. 
Um, traditionally, you do number of falls, one. That's the, that's the traditional match style. Um, you go choose your wrestler. For this, I chose Steve Austin. Yes, Stone Cold Steve Austin was once a wrestler for WCW a long time ago. Um, he was just called Steve Austin. We can go into the whole history of that way later. Um, did you get a matchup screen and you're thrown right into the action? The characters you control actually look pretty decent, honestly. Um, they're definitely like a chibi-ish style look, but they definitely try to carry over the characteristics of that wrestler. Like if you chose Vader or if you're wrestling against Vader, Vader wears a, uh, a strapped mask. The character that you're controlling in the ring will have a strapped mask or some sort of like unitar. Like it has it has some sort of characteristics toward that character. They actually did a pretty decent job with the actual sprite graphic itself. However, the portraits at the bottom, eh, pretty bad. They tried to basically. It looked like they tried to scan in, like. A program portrait, like when you go to a sporting event and you get a program, sometimes they have pictures in there for each each player. It also looks like they try to cut them out and scan them and import them into the game. And it does, it does not look great at all. <laughs> um, they look very, very bad. I think Vader's probably actually looks the best. Um, when you're playing the game, right in the middle of the ring, it has the WCW logo that way you know that you're playing a Ted Turner classic um god uh but this game is super super basic for a game that came out in 1994 to only have one game mode come on um the controls are okay they're they're honestly a little tight but honestly with how easy the AI is this game is a non-issue at all. Uh, I think I've played this game on the hardest difficulty, and I think I beat it in about 15 or 20 minutes. Um, this is honestly probably the worst wrestling game on Game Boy, uh, simply just because, of, due to its just pure simplicity. Uh, the Graphically, sure, it's nice. It's better than Ring Rage, but Ring Rage actually had options for you to do something. So did How Wrestling. This game literally just gives you one match, and that's it, and it sucks. Uh, honestly, if you want to play a decent WCW game, go play Nitro on the N64, and I don't suggest N64 games very often. Oh, what a smackdown that was. We got, to see this. we got to see Sting descend from the rafters and go clubbing in the ring. Clearing out all on his path, paving the way for the superior brand, WWF Superstars. Alright, so we saved WWF kind of for last, only because there's so many WWF games. Um, we're going to start with WWF Superstars. This came out in April of 1991, so this makes it the second wrestling game to come out for the Game Boy. This is the first WWF game to come out for the Game Boy. Developed by Rare. Probably know them from Battletoads, right? Um, and published by LJN, my favorite rainbow. 
Um, LJN will publish a lot of these types of licensed games. So, uh, yeah, first wrestling game to make its way to the small screen. First WWF wrestling game, in a way, to make its, make its way to the small screen. Uh, this game is literally about as simple as it gets. Um, and you don't expect much, honestly. 1991, first WWF game. Wrestling, eh, still trying to get popular. Like, it's not quite there, but it's known. Uh, you do get the choice of five superstars, however. Uh, I played as Macho Man Randy Savage. That's right. Uh, you can choose. Like, you have Hulk Hogan, I think. Um, I forgot the other people. Ted DiBiase, Mr. Perfect. Uh, but the move set, move set is static for everyone. There is no unique moves per wrestler. There's no signature moves per wrestler. It's a, here's the move set, and this move set is for literally all five wrestlers. Um... The game in between matches, though, does have cool little promos that are fun to read. Each wrestler does have their theme song when you're choosing which wrestler that you want. And honestly, the theme songs in the game are pretty damn good. Like, they sound like an 8-bit version of, well, the entrance music. Um, Mr. Perfect is probably the better of them all. Um, you choose how many falls, again, one or three, time limit, and then you're immediately placed into a tournament for for the WWF Championship. So unlike WCW, where you only get one match, WWF Superstars, that came out in 1991, three years before WCW, gives you a, it, you know, it has one mode, but it's a tournament. Like, you actually get to progress through a tournament bracket to win a championship belt, not just one stupid match. Um, again, this game is incredibly easy. You grapple, you mash A or B and suplex them. You keep doing that until they're out of stamina, pin them. The game took me about 20 minutes. Uh, stupidly easy game, but uh, not a terrible First round for WWF wrestling games. Ooh, exhilarating match. We could not we could not ask for a better show st what's this? Hold on right there, Jack. No one stops the show quite like me. HBK, the heartbreak kid. Get back to the ring, I'm not through with you yet. HBK calling out superstars too. So yeah. While we're at it. Let's go right into the quote-unquote sequel of uh, Superstars. So, August 1992, we have WWF Superstars 2. Um, developed by Sculptured Software this time and published again by LJN. This game is super, super similar to the first game. Um... It's almost like they literally just took the first game, swapped out the sprites for some new ones, uh, and added a steel cage match. Um, so this time around, we have a bit different selections of wrestlers. And yeah, now we have a steel cage, which we haven't seen yet in a wrestling game. So kudos to you, WWF, for being the first one to do that. Uh, again, a static moveset for all seven superstars. Uh, this time around, I chose The Undertaker. 
Uh, Macho Man was an option, but I chose The Undertaker this time around. Um, the matches you choose from, uh, you actually have options this time. You have a one-on-one match, tag team match, a tournament, or a cage match. Uh, the cage matches are pretty fun. They're a little difficult to understand how to climb, but they're pretty fun. Uh, the controls are literally the exact same as Superstars 1, and they actually are pretty nice. They're pretty responsive. Um, but the game is just as easy as the first one. Uh, 20 minutes and you're done. So, there's really not a ton to say about Superstars 2. Even the box covers for both games are kind of similar. So, <laughs> uh, anyway. With that, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our... I guess not sponsors, but some sort of music. Stay tuned. Heading into the home stretch of tonight's episode. Here, before we get into our double main event, we have some. We have a ring that needs a king. So, yeah, we have WWF King of the Ring with uh, Bret Hart on the cover. This game came out in September of 1993, developed by East Ridge Technology and published by LJN. Um, this game was actually pretty ambitious for its time. Um, King of the Ring tournament, it's literally just a base tournament. Instead of getting the WWF championship, you give, you get a crown and a, some sort of cane thing and you're quote unquote King of the Ring for a year. Um... Let's see, there's 10 superstars to choose from. Uh, you get to create your own wrestler with customized strength speed. So that's actually, actually really cool. One on one and tag team fights. Um, you can take the challenge of the King of the Ring. Ch- you can take the King of the Ring challenge. Sorry, I got the hiccups, legs. Um, yeah, really with that, I mean, there's not much else to say. Uh, the controls, again, are they're honestly kind of similar to Superstars again, but they, they're actually a little tighter. Uh, they're slightly less responsive, and they're a little tighter. They're not as fluid. Uh, for this, I believe I played as uh, Bret Hart because sharpshooter. Uh, <laughs> that's just how it works. Uh, with that though, like again, this game is pretty easy. I think the game took me about 20 or 30 minutes to get through. Uh, just not a ton again to talk about with this game. It's a very, very basic game. Uh, normal tournament setting. Uh, get the crown, GG. So, and with that, what's this? Raw is war. That's right. The Attitude Era is upon us. So, yeah. WWF Raw 
Raw is war. Raw is Jericho. However, we will never see Jericho in a Game Boy game. Uh, this is the Attitude Era. This is when wrestling got real, real hot. Uh, so this time around, each wrestler now has signature moves. Oh, I guess we should do some history, huh? December 1994, developed by Real Time Associates. I believe they also developed Our Real Monsters for the Super Nintendo and published by LJN. So yeah, this time around, each wrestler has a signature move. Uh, and we have more game modes and a tournament for the WWF belt. Uh, this game, however, has bad controls. It has very similar controls to that of WCW, where you do A and B to grapple, A and B to pin. To win a grapple, you have to toggle left to right on your D-pad super quickly. And when the arrow is on your side, you have to press a direction on the D-pad and then B or A. Uh, again, this game is pretty damn easy, though. Um, even with super bad controls, the game took me about 20 to 30 minutes. Um, I got to, uh, I finally got to play as HBK, the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. Um, because Shawn Michaels was one of my favorite wrestlers growing up. And probably the best wrestler to have existed. Don't at me on that because I'm correct. <laughs> um, what else can I say about the game? Tournament setting again. You just go one at you know one after the other. Uh, one fall. Signature moves are kind of cool. Um, otherwise, like the controls are just the, the controls ruin the game. What could have been a really cool game. And probably one of the better wrestling games on the Game Boy is ruined by really bad button combinations. Where if they would have just used the damn select button, everything would have been fine. <laughs> everything would have been fine. Bold statements coming from Belthick there. But now on to our main event. You can't have war without a war zone. And there's only one SOB on this planet that can cause this much hell. That's right. June of 1998 gave us WWF Warzone. This is a very popular game on the N64. As I believe this was the first wrestling game on the N64. And it features Stone Cold Steve Austin on the front cover. Developed by Probe Entertainment and published by Acclaim, a non-LJN wrestling game, WWF wrestling game. Uh, by 1998, I believe LJN was just gone. So, <laughs> um, so this is the final installment of the WWF franchise on the Game Boy. It, it went out with a bang. Uh, this is the hardest WWF game uh, with a lot of big names to choose from. And yeah, I chose Stone Cold Steve Austin for my playthrough. And I stuttered every son of a bitch that I saw. Um, you have five modes to choose from. WWF Challenge, which is a tournament style. Versus Tag, Cage, and Training. Uh, one of the first wrestling games I can think of. With like a training option uh, through your manual, 
going to training. <laughs> uh, during the tournament, you will be uh, forced to do a cage match. I believe it's one of the final matches you have to do. Uh, doing a cage match is pretty cumbersome, kind of tedious, uh, but doable once you understand the controls. There are rematches along the way as you progress through the tournament. So when you start the tournament, you get a little little promo that happens like, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat your rear end. Oh, you're trash. Or rest him. You know, depending on who you're wrestling, you get a certain quote. And then once you beat them, they get all sad, and you go on to the next one. Um, every once in a while, though, you'll get a person that's like, I ain't through with you yet, and you do a rematch with them. Um, there are different belts throughout the tournament as well, too. So it's not just the WWF belt that you're getting at the end. You're also getting the Intercontinental Championship belt halfway through the tournament, which is actually pretty cool. This is the first Game Boy game that introduced double belts as well, too, along the way. Um, as you progress through, if you lose your IC belt, uh, you basically do a rematch. You have unlimited continues. You beat them. You get your IC belt back. You get a nice little newspaper clipping about how you got your belt back or how you won your belt, this and that, whatever. Uh, much like the N64 version, you do have to do a combo to perform your finisher. And if you're playing Stone Cold Steve Austin, it's down, left, right. And you can stunner all day long. Uh, but one cool thing about the tournament, though, is it actually felt like you were in a story, and it actually felt like you were progressing to a goal. It was actually a pretty feel-good game playing through it. But one of my favorite quotes in the game is from Triple H. Uh, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, and it says, First, I'll defeat you, then I'll take your girlfriend, which makes no sense at all. This game is 1998. I believe at this time, he's if he's not dating Stephanie McMahon yet, it's close to it, which means he's still dating China. Like, uh, what? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. The, the quote does not make sense. It doesn't even fit Triple H's persona during this time. <laughs> um, even though, like, DX was a thing, like, this just does not fit that persona <laughs> of him at all. Maybe Shawn Michaels, sure, but not Triple H. Um... But like I said, this game is difficult, and the controls are pretty cumbersome. Um, however, when you ring out, so what that means is that you throw your enemy outside of the ring, uh, and then you have a 10 count basically before you lose or you tie or whatever. The AI is super dumb, so like if you throw the AI out of the ring... And stay on the side of the ring. If you stand in front of them, like where they would like move up to climb, if you block their move, if they if you block their path, they won't move at all because the AI doesn't know to walk around you. So literally, the quickest way to win a match is to throw your opponent out, block their path, wait for the eight and a half count, climb back into the ring, and then it's ten, and you win the match. Uh, if you're if you're still standing on this on the ring apron, you both get counted out. So it's a tie, and it goes to your opponent. Um, at the end of the day, if you're looking for a fun wrestling game with a with a bit of challenge, play Warzone. 
Warzone offers the more popular wrestlers that probably most of the listeners of this podcast know or at least grew up with. Uh, your Stone Cold, your Rock, HBK, Triple H, Mankind, people like that. Um, if you're looking for something a bit more relaxed, a bit more on the casual side, I honestly recommend Superstars or Superstars 2. Even though they're super, super easy, they're pretty fun games just to like toss in and just... If you're looking to beat a game in 20 minutes, like you're sitting at a bus stop or trying to go to sleep, and you're just doing something, right? You're like, I got 20 minutes to kill. Pop it in. Easy. Um, the others are okay. Like, how Wrestling's not bad. Uh, Ring Rage is brutal. <laughs> if you get good at that game, I applaud you, because that game is brutally hard. Uh, their other games are okay, but honestly, like... The recommendations of Warzone or the Superstars games, they basically combine everything of those previous games and do, and do it better, or they just have better options in general than the other games or better controls. So, by God, what a match! An instant classic, wouldn't you say? Well, that's all for tonight, folks. Thank you for watching, and until next time. Yeah, so welcome back, everyone. Uh, outro time, because that's what we gotta do. Uh, marathons. Um, GDQ in August. ESA stuff in July. Power up with Pride. June. Uh, that's all I know. <laughs> Honestly, that's all I know. I, there's so many marathons to keep up with. Like, I thought there's, like, four marathons happening, like, this weekend. I was just like, didn't even know about any of those existing. So, let's see if there's any questions. If I see any Undertaker comments, I'm going to be livid, Mo. You hear me? Livid. Wrestling. Why is Undertaker the best from Mo? Livid. Absolutely livid. Not the best. We all know that Edge is the best wrestler to ever exist. Um, <laughs> Slash asks, why was the relationship between The Rock and Mankind so amazing? Opposites tracked, man. 100%. You have Mankind, who is this physically beaten goofball, basically, right? And you have The Rock, who is this insanely charismatic talker. Uh, physically, you know, a, a physically attractive human, unlike mankind who wears black sweatpants, a torn button-down shirt, and kind of overweight. Uh, opposites attract. The Rock and Sock connection, like it was just meant to. It was just meant to be. It was one of the greatest tag teams that that I've watched. You know, outside of you know Edge, Christian, Dudley Boys, Hardly, and the Hardys. Um, 
the Rock and Sock connection was too good. It was comical to watch. The uh, the uh, the chemistry between the two was un- unmatched. Even when they were rivals one on one, their their one on one matches together were just some of the best matches uh, you could see. Um, let's see here. That's really about it. All right, easy enough. So yeah, uh, so with that, um, we'll do the Patreon stuff. So we have a Patreon. Uh, if you feel like supporting the podcast with a subscription, uh, we do have a Patreon with different tiers. Um, they let you have access to podcast notes, bloopers, behind the scenes chatting when I yell at Mo. You get a special little thingy in Discord. And once we hit about twenty, once we hit twenty dollars a month, uh, we'll start live streaming all of our um, podcasts. If if a subscription based thing isn't your thing, but you still want to support the podcast, we do have a PayPal. If you do a PayPal, there's no integration with Discord at all. Please let let me, Mo, or Legs know if you do donate with PayPal. We want to reward you in some way. Um, however we can, we want to reward you and thank you for your generosity. Uh, and with that, you can find all this stuff on gbrunners.com slash TIGB. I'm Belthic Gaming. You can find me at Twitch, Twitter, at Belthic Gaming. YouTube, don't have a cool URL yet, but there is some stuff there. Uh, Instagram and TikTok. Belthic on TikTok, Belthic Gaming on Instagram. You can find my my moderately okay co-host uh, Mola at Mola M O E L L E U H on Twitch, Mola on Twitter, Mola on YouTube, and then our fantastic, beautiful, wonderful producer Legs. Uh, you can find her at Sprinty Legs on Twitch, Legs on YouTube. And her project website, SprintyLegs.com. Also, fun fact, all of the episodes that we've ever done, 50 I think it is, are being exported to YouTube. That's right. You can even now listen to my fantastic voice on YouTube. It's going to be glory. Even some of my gameplay. Even though Mo wants to hog that spotlight, you get to see some of my gameplay. So, <laughs> anyway, without further ado, the next time I talk to you all will be with Mo, where we discuss the intricacies of titles. Bye bye. I had to change my voice. My neighbor actually hit the wall. <laughs>
so that's why I had toned it down a bit towards the end. 